0: Welcome to the Good Evening Kitties podcast, the Tales from the Crip review. My name is Melissa, your ghostess with the mostess, and today's episode is Season 4, Episode 3, On a Dead Man's Chest. This episode is weird, and I have questions, so let's get into it. As always, John Kassir does the voice of the Crip Keeper, and Danny Elfman does the theme song. This episode was directed by William Friedkin, who also directed the movie The Exorcist. The screenplay was by Larry Wilson. This episode stars Yul Vazquez from movies like Bad Boys 2, Tia Carrere from movies like Wayne's World, Heavy D from movies like The Cider House Rules, and Greg Allman, who is a musician. But yeah, this episode's kind of strange. Season 4, episode 3, On a Dead Man's Chest, aired June 27th, 1992, and the description for the episode is, Imagine a tattoo that seems to have a life of its own, or instead of imagining, watch this! It's not super descriptive so let's get into it here. So this one opens up the Crypt Keeper and he's dressed like kind of like Elvis. He's got the little jumpsuit on and a little pompadour kind of haircut and sunglasses and he's playing a guitar and he's got a bunch of rings on and it's kind of cute (laughs) because he's using an ear as a pick for the guitar. So like he's strumming and then I was like is that an ear? And it's like yeah he's got this ear and he's picking it so I thought that was kind of a fun little thing to throw in there. So he brings in this episode, again, on a dead man's chest. So this episode opens up and they're at a concert and Greg Allman is introducing this band. The band is called Exorcist and they're not that great. I mean, they're, they're your typical like rock band. guys got just like a vest on and it's like the nineties and just rocking out and the, and it's, it's okay. It's just your standard rock stuff. But in this episode, they're like super popular. And their lead singer's name is Danny, Danny Darwin. And he's up on stage and he's singing. And, you know, you so see, you got the band. So it's like a, like a bassist and the guitarist and then the singer and then the drummer for Exorcist or whatever. So he finishes the song and he starts to mention how his guitarist, Nick Bosch, who he's known for a long time, I think probably even like out of high school or something like they probably have been in bands together for a long time. But Nick Bosch has recently gotten married. So he's like letting everyone know that he's not on the market anymore. And so... His wife, his new wife, Scarlett, played by Tia Carrere, he drags her up on stage and kind of makes a fool out of her. But, uh, I'm afraid I got a little bad news for you girls here tonight, you know? Come over here, Nikki. (laughs) Nick Bosch! Nick Bosch, the fucking legendary Nick Bosch, is off the market, ladies! Nick Bosh has gotten married! And I tell you what, his his lovely new wife is right here with us tonight. With because, uh, the here this band. tell you what, let's get this bitch off the stage, and down. And so then that pisses off Nick, and Nick leaves the stage. And then Danny's mad that Nick walked off stage. So he goes into the back, and there's like these groupies, and there's there's something else. I mean, this outfit that there's this chick named Vendetta. And she's got this like leather strap-on bustier thing with these tights being held up by um, those little tie things on the side. It's like a garters or something. I don't know. So she's just hanging back there and she's on the lap of some other chick who's got her hair like all floofed out. And she's in like a sequined bodice thing with a leather jacket. And they're just hanging out back there. And they're immediately like mad at Scarlet. And I can't figure out in this episode why everyone hates her so much especially the women it seems like a lot of the women are just like eh, she's stupid she thinks we're a bunch of sluts and it's like well I don't I, she doesn't seem like she acts like that like she's just kind of hanging out just because she's not wearing a very little amount of clothing all the time doesn't mean she hates you so they're talking to Danny in the back and she's like yeah Scarlet's a bitch and I'm like okay this chick Vendetta is really into Danny and she starts trying to seduce him back here and you know like making out with them and all that stuff and she's got this tattoo on her breast and she's like hey you want to see my new tattoo i met this guy and the st- the work he does is really wild and he's like all right and so she just like whips it out you know so she's got her tattoo and then it's like her breast and there's a snake that's like wrapped around it and at first you're like okay fine and then as he gets closer to get a better look at it this this tongue comes out of the mouth on near her breast or whatever and i'm And he's like, whoa, that's crazy. And first of all, I'd be like, that's not right. That's not supposed to happen. Why did a tongue shoot out of your body? And he's like, that's crazy. Oh, man. And she's just laughing like, yeah, it's nuts, right? It's cool. He's like, cool, you got to hook me up with this guy. I want to get this, you know, a a weird tattoo or whatever. And she's like, okay, well, if you sleep with me tonight, I'll show you where to find him. And he's like, all right. So then it cuts to, they're in this really nice house, I guess in LA or something. That's another way you can tell, like, they're a pretty popular band. I'm still, is like, okay. But, I mean, their house is huge. It's, like, all open with white walls and everything. And everyone's got these big rooms. Everyone's barely wearing clothes. The men. All of them. And so it cuts to this really kind of weird sex scene that really doesn't fit into the sh- Like, I mean, I get it because it's HBO. So they're probably like, hey, we've gotten into season four. And we haven't had enough TNA in it. So let's throw it in. So he's naked and he's, you know, like doing her and they're talking. They're just talking about why they're mad and how he's mad at Scarlett is what he's talking about, why he's having sex with Vendetta. And so she's like, Okay, maybe you can not talk about that right now, you know? According to Danny, Scarlet's breaking up the band. Really what it is is I think Danny is just not good anymore and is getting too drunk and missing sound checks and things and ruining the band but he's mad because he thinks Scarlett is because Scarlett's trying to promote Nick better because Nick apparently is the more talented one in the band and he just isn't he's not used to this woman being around and making him feel the way he does he doesn't like it Danny gets up and he's all mad and stuff and he's like you know what I don't need this tattoo whatever I don't want to have sex with you anymore and she's like what and then she turns over and this is as far as I know as far as I can remember this is the first full frontal nudity for a female in the Tales from the Crypt so uh, I was like oh okay I don't remember that ever being in the thing so this chick Vendetta she's completely naked and she rolls over and I was like I guess that's something to um note down you know I'm like that's the first time I remember that but I mean like I said it's HBO and so she's like still like really into him and stuff and, and he's just like really mad he's not paying attention he just wants to get Scarlett out of their house And again, everyone's just walking around naked pretty much. You know, you got his booty. He's just walking around. Everyone's got half of the clothes on. And so he's yelling at Scarlet like she needs to get out of here. And Scarlet's in the other bathroom across the hall hearing all of it because this house is like real big and open. And she's got like a slip on and then everyone's just half naked all the time with chaps and things on. And so she's mad because she can hear Danny and she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. You need to kick him out. I'm sick of, you know, I guess this is like a band house. I guess everyone lives there or maybe just... Nick and Danny, because you don't really see the other guys. Scarlet's like, okay, well, we need to tell him that you want out. And so he's like, okay, well, we'll talk to him tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Let's just relax. And she's like, all right, fine. (laughs) Now Vendetta's like, okay, cool. I'll show you this tattoo place. And so again, she walks out wearing just the outfits that this lady wears. Uh, She she might as well just be naked. I mean, she is in most of the episode, but she goes out. They go and they're walking down this alleyway. Outside and it's sunny and she's basically got no bra on with like a really loose top and this skirt that's see-through with a g-string. I'm like, you might as well just have been naked. I mean, you really, you could see anything anyway. But it's like, all right. I mean, she's really got this rocker lifestyle thing going. I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Just do your thing. And he's got this like leather jacket with flames and a snake on it and he's, you know, they're just real tough, right? And so she drops him off at this alleyway in this door to go meet this guy who does all these tattoos. And you walk in and immediately, okay, well, we're doing the voodoo thing again, or we're doing some sort of mysticism or something like that. Because you walk in and it's like, Heavy D is playing the tattoo artist and he's behind all these like beaded curtains. And then there's these other women who are topless and they're walking around all quiet and just waiting to find out what to do next. And there's just jungle drums and like candles and and just taxidermy animals. I don't know, just all kinds of stuff. And so he walks in and he's like, all right, cool. Um, hey, what's up? Vendetta said I could get this tattoo. And Heavy D's like, well, you can, but I just want to warn you, this isn't your normal run-of-the-mill shitty $50 tattoo or whatever. He's like, this is, it reads your soul or in, and puts it on your skin, like how you are inside. It draws it up however it sees fit. You can't just like pick what you want. Because he's like, I want a tiger. And he's like, no, it doesn't work that way. So he's like, all right, fine, do it. So then it gets like real intense because then they lay him down. You see, your skin's got a story to tell. And I'll find it. Is this shit really necessary, man? And the two women, two topless women are like holding him down and he's got his shirt off and Heavy Dude's like taking this tapping thing and he's like tapping everything in and it's like bleeding. And he's like tapping the tattoo into his chest and it takes forever. This is kind of a long scene. This scene as well as the beginning opening scene with the band were both long. And for me, I feel like that was something to just fill the space. It just seems like both of these scenes were a bit long. So he's like freaking out like, what man? Oh man, this is kind of intense. This is this gonna be this crazy? And bleeding and he's seeing visions of Scarlet and she's bleeding in a tub and he's seeing just all these horrible visions and just goes on forever. And so then he goes to look at his tattoo and it's huge. He goes to look at the tattoo. He like pulls up and like they clean him off and stuff. Heavy D's like, you gotta give me the money for the tattoo. Cause he's like real pissed off about it because it's huge. It's this huge thing that goes across his entire chest. And it's this dragon and then next to it is the picture is the face of Scarlet and so he sees it and he's like, what the hell, man? He's like, that that's Scarlet. I can't have her on my chest, man. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. This is just what came to me. And he's like, how would you even know like when Scarlet, you know, what's going on? Did Vendetta put you up to this? He's like, this is some sort of joke, right? Heavy D's got only one eye. He's got a a little eye patch on and he like pulls it up and shows his eyes missing. He's like, yeah, this is what happened when some other guy didn't like what I gave him. And he took it out with a spoon or whatever. And I'm like, eh. So he leaves Heavy D's place. He's all pissed off. He doesn't want to pay him. And Heavy D's like, you'll pay for it eventually. He immediately goes back home and runs into Scarlet. And Scarlet basically, he throws a shirt on and Scarlet basically tells him off and is like, Nick isn't dealing with your shit anymore. If Nick wants to talk to me, he can do it himself. I'll deal with him, not you. That's exactly the problem. Nick doesn't know how to deal with you. To him, you're still the big bad rebel he worships. In his mind, you two were still in high school, but this is the real world. And while he's working his ass off, you're missing sound checks and rehearsals and showing up drunk on stage half the time. It's not in your business. That's right, but Nick is. And Nick writes the songs and Nick produces the albums. And there was isn't a record label in the world that wouldn't kill to have him as a solo act. And so he's all mad and he's like, whatever. And so Danny meets up with a Vendetta later and he's like, I can't believe you did this to me. Why did you do this? You set this up. How did you know about Scarlet? And she's like, what are you talking about? And so he pulls off his shirt and shows him the dragon with, shows her the dragon with Scarlet. She's like, that is Scarlet. Okay. She's like, seriously, I didn't know. And then she's like, well, I told you, his name is Farouche or something, the tattoo guy, that he's like magic. And part of me with this episode, it doesn't make sense because I'm like, why would she send him there if it was this crazy? Why wasn't she more scared? Is she evil? Because like her snake thing isn't bad, but the tongue comes out. So there's something to that. It just seems like that maybe she was setting him, but I don't think she really was. So it still doesn't make sense to me to why she would even care to tell him. And then he would go and there wouldn't be more of a warning. I guess she's maybe not as bad as he is, but she still is kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. It just seems like it's kind of out of the blue, how this situation comes up. And he's like, okay, well, we got to get rid of this. She's like, I know someone who can remove your tattoo. It's not going to feel great, but it'll help. Shoot, this must be real intense because I'm pretty sure it takes at least like eight to ten laser treatments to get it to even fade for the most part. I mean, I don't have a tattoo, but I'm pretty sure that's it does take a process. But this one's one time. So this guy comes and he's just like burning everything off, and so he goes to take the shirt off afterwards, and it's it's raw, like his whole chest is just red, and the the dragon's gone pretty much, but her face is still kind of there, kind of laughing at him, you know, and he's like, oh man, he he can't shake this feeling that something's wrong, and and his chest hurts, and he's just feeling really uncomfortable, so he's just lounging around, thinking about what she said to him, like a few days later, or even like the next day, and. His tattoo's, again, still kind of there. And as as the time goes on, it seems like it's still popping back up a little. So, like, Scarlet's face is still there, but even the dragon's kind of coming back. So, like, it's not, it's not working. And so now it's, like, a couple nights later, and they're at the show, and they're doing, like, a sound check thing. And they're waiting for Danny, but he's not coming. Like, all the other guys are out there, and they're like, what's happening? Like, where's Danny at? And so while they're doing the sound check, which I guess they live, it sounds, it almost looks like they live above the, above the club or something. It looks like, I don't think they live like far away. I think it's pretty close to where the club is. So everyone's rocking out, you know, all the groupies and stuff and everything. And Tia Carrera, or, um, Carrera, I don't know how you pronounce her name, Scarlett, she's getting ready to take a bath. And so this is similar to the vision he had when he was getting the tattoo. And he goes in there and she sees him and she's like, you went to a sound check." Sound check's over, bitch. What the fuck are you doing in here? You have to talk now, right? break up Come on! Break it Come on! And so while they're doing sound check and all that, he's choking her out, like, in this tub. And there's this pretty good fight scene here. Like, she really is trying to fight him and he smashes her face up against the wall. It's pretty, pretty gross. And he basically like strangles her to death. And so he's freaking out and he goes back to, back to the club. And they're like, where have you been? Where's Scarlet? And he's like, I don't know what. So he sits down and he goes, he's like in front of the changing table there down in this dingy basement, wherever this club is. And Vendetta's with him and he goes to take it off the bandage. And now the tattoo is completely back. I mean, it's still kind of bloody, but it's completely back. And he's freaking out. He's like, it didn't leave. And this is when Vendetta is like, what tattoo? I can't see it. So that's when you're kind of like, okay, he's gone a little crazy. Or it's like part of the magic. It's, his, it's what's under his skin and it won't leave. So he can still see this. She's like, no, the tattoo has gone. But she's like, no, it's, it's still right here. And so he's all mad. He's mad that the tattoo didn't leave. He's mad at everything. He's mad at the guy. Nick's starting to wonder where his wife is. He goes to talk to Danny and been like, dude, where's my wife? Danny goes to run back out on stage to sing after throwing Vendetta up against the wall because she's all like, because she figured out like he said what happened and stuff about with with Scarlet and she's all like, he killed Scarlet, oh my god. He's like, shut up, bitch, and like throws her up against the wall. Pretty hard, hits her up against the wall. He goes running out to go play again and as he gets out there, he's starting to freak out like something's kind of bulging in his chest and under his shirt. And so he goes back to the dressing room. And so they're all on stage like, wait, what? He's done this before where he gets all messed up or he doesn't come to sound check and they're just sick of dealing with it. And then they don't know where Scarlet is. Everyone's freaking out. And so this part's kind of weird. He goes back to to the changing room or to the dressing room and he's freaking out in there. He's got the door shut and his chest is like bulging. His stomach's bulging. It's all gross. And it's a real crazy effect. Like it's just like push out with air. And then... And then it kind of ruins it a little bit, cause then this dragon comes out and pushes like his necklaces off, and it's it's creepy, but it's kind of silly. Okay, so he's sitting there, and it's I mean go go watch the episode, to see what it looks like. He's holding this giant dragon thing out of his chest, and it's all rolling around, and unfortunately, it's doing like this whoop sound with its tongue, which is kind of weird. Like it's just like whoop whoop, and he's like oh, god. ah, god. He's fighting it and everyone can hear it outside and they're like, what is happening? He punches the, the mirror and while he's fighting this thing, that's when Nick hears from Vendetta that he killed Scarlet. Back in the dressing room, Danny broke the, the mirror and so now there's all this glass. And so he takes a piece, you see him take a piece of the glass from the mirror and then Nick comes running into the room and being like, I'm going to kill you, Danny, I'm going to kill you. And then he walks in and it's really creepy because then he's like, you killed Scarlet and he's like, yeah, I did. And then he's like, I killed her twice. Because now what he has done is he turns around and it's really, it's kind of morbid. Like he took, he took the glass from the mirror and he carved out her face. Though it doesn't really look like he did. I mean, technically the tattoo is gone because now it's showing what it really is. Like it's, it's pretty much gone, but he's carved out where he thought this dragon was. So he has this huge opening in his stomach and like parts of his guts are kind of hanging out and there's blood and Nick's like, what? And just like backs up and he holds up the skin that has her face on it. And he's like, I got her. And like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty gross. They kind of do a zoom in and it's all shiny and bloody. And that's the end of the episode. This episode was okay. It just seemed like there was a lot of filler and it just seemed weird that it got put into motion based on this chick getting a tattoo, but she wasn't super freaked out that a tongue comes out of her boob. I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. It was okay. The gore at the end was fine. It was, was good. But I still think that this episode would maybe go on one of my least favorite lists Maybe I'll change my mind, but so far it's like, meh, it was fine. So it ends, Danny finds out what's under his skin and all the evilness he has towards Scarlet. And then he gets what's coming to him, I guess. I don't know. He wasn't dead, so I don't know. Um, I mean, I guess he's gonna go to jail, but... It cuts back to the creepkeeper and they're still doing like this music thing. It's a band of these other guys, skeletons, and they're in like the Beatles outfits kind of thing, I think. It looks like uh, like the Sgt. Pepper outfits, but then their drum set says the ungrateful dead. So maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's like a combination. <laughs> Cryptkeeper, you're so punny. And the best Cryptkeeper pun is... You've got to like where the band is going. Any day now, they'll be appearing on America's Chop 40. <laughs> so, till next time, kiddies. Me and my garage band have got a jam. You know what they say. You're never too cold to rock and roll. Oh my gosh, you guys. garage band. And America's Chop 40. Oh, he's killing it. Killing it with these puns. Way to go, Crypt Keeper. So that's the end of Season 4, Episode 3, On a Dead Man's Chest. There is some trivia here from IMDb. As an obvious end joke the name of the fictional rock band is Exorcist, and the episode was directed by William Friedkin, who directed The Exorcist, like I said in the beginning, so there's kind of like a little tie-in there. And then the title is a line from the sea shanty, Dead Man's Chest, like the 15 men on a dead man's chest, from Robert Louis Stevenson's novel Treasure Island in 1883 and used in pirate stories and movies ever since. So the next episode is Season 4, Episode 4, Seance. And I want to thank you guys for downloading this episode and for supporting the Good Evening Kitties podcast. If you want to reach me with any questions or comments or anything, email me at goodeveningpod at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page you can follow, and there's a Twitter page you can follow that is at GECK Podcast. That's at G-E-K Podcast. I also love five-star reviews, so if you're wanting to give one on Facebook or on iTunes, I would be more than happy to read them. I'd really appreciate it. I really like to know like how people feel about this, and I- I'm really enjoying all the positive feedback I've gotten so far. Uh, so yeah, so thank you guys so much. Thanks again for listening and have a good one. I just had quite a scare. I actually thought my heart was beating again.